been a one Highland Pipe man all my life until literally just yesterday. Um, I've got this, uh, I've got a set of, uh, Dave, Davey, uh, over at the 3D printed drones guy sent me a set that I've been trying to get up and running like consistently so I can really try them out, you know? So I got, I wanted to have my own bag just for those drones so I could really try them out. I feel like 3D, I'm sorry to interrupt. And, uh, by the way, no, go ahead. The listeners will be annoyed by this as well. Like 3D printed bagpipes for me, it's a lot like artificial intelligence, like chat GPT. It's like before like, before 3D printed bagpipes, you're always like, man, it'd be so awesome if you could just make a new set of bagpipes for like super, like for like a hundred bucks and you could just 3D yeah. print it and make it whatever color you want and you could tweak the dimensions any way you wanted. And now that day has arrived and I just kind of, I'm just really kind of worried that uh, 3D printed bagpipes are going to completely take over the world and, and subjugate us to their will. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so anyway, uh, please continue. But, you know, it's the same sort of thing. It's like we finally have that thing that everyone yeah. joked about for the last 40 years. Like, you know, someday you'll just make your own bagpipes and make them in every way you want. And now you can just do right. that. So, anyway, I digress. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you can – you might be – depending on how this is cut afterward, you might be able to see my 3D printer behind me here. So that's – that's my my second expensive hobby. Nice. So I'm, I'm something of an enthusiast. Well, so we'd uh, we'd love to recruit you for um, for our um, our bagpipe hemp compressor 3D printing project. By the way, oh nice. Any bagpipers out there with a 3D printer? Um, so we've been making these, and we'd love to. And the person that 3D prints them now is from Australia. So we would absolutely love a. Uh, it's sort of like a, a grassroots. It's a grassroots project. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, they're cool. They kind of help you compress the hemp down on the joints so that they, uh, you know, so that you don't have to do always do it by hand. It's pretty neat. There's pros and cons. Like I just broke my favorite one yesterday. Anyway. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm very, uh, but anyway, uh, Jim, you're hired. Deal. I, I, and I'm, I'm deep in the, in the, uh, bagpiping slash 3d printing enthusiast, uh, intersection clubs and yeah. stuff on, on Facebook and all that. So I can help you find some, some more locals too. So back on track, 3d printed bagpipes. Is that what we're talking about? Uh, uh well, I mean, can, so your story is you got a second set and you're getting it. Going. That's right. And they, they are. And, and, on, and like, as far as like they, they are there, I'm very impressed. They're better than the ones that I've printed myself for sure. So I want to put them in their own bag. I've got this backup bag that's just been sitting on my shelf. It used to belong to a friend. I pop them in there. I blow it up. It's leaking air. Okay. Like like I can hear it. Where's it coming from? The zipper, of course. I don't have time to, to go gluing and stuff like that. So right now, hanging on my wall here, I have a bag that has a second membrane of duct tape all around it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... It's, it's, I don't think it's doing the job. I don't think it's working that great. For sure. Which brings me to asking you, Andrew, what, what, what does, what should a person be doing with their bag? Not necessarily a really crappy bag. Like this situation, I think it's a buy a new bag, but my good bag, what do you do to keep a bag airtight? What do you check? How do you take care of it? Do you do soap and bubbles, you know, to check for air leaks? You don't do that. You okay. do maybe sometimes. So yeah. So it's definitely a good question and I've changed, I've changed. People say, some people say, other people can never change. I've changed over the years. So um, hmm. I, I think it's all about, okay, I don't know. There's like a deeper, there's a deeper thing going on here, which we're talking a lot about at Dojo U this month, March of 2023. 
because we're talking about making your bagpipes comfortable. You know, uh, we have a special theme kind of like devoted to that. Uh, but a flavor of the month, if you will. Yeah, and but like so, the, the underlying one of the underlying themes for me, but uh, is that it's all sort of like an opportunity cost, uh, cost benefit analysis type situation. Like for starters, mm. uh, for starters, when it comes to your pipe bag. So, uh, ten years ago, I would have said everybody who learns the bagpipes should start with a hide bag because hide bags are the best bags. Kind of, it's sort of like you know, and I would say that. And I would still say that now, that hide bags are the best bags. I would still mm -hmm. say that now. However, is that the right thing for you to play, right? And that would depend on your situation, right? And mm -hmm. um, I actually really do believe now, it took me a long time to get here, but I actually do believe now that the right thing for a beginner is a super simple synthetic bag. Preferably, yeah. as, hmm. preferably as rigid as reasonably possible. I've got my teaching bagpipe over here, which uh, I'll, I'll try and bring it into the shot here. Like this is, a, this is like as simple a synthetic bag as it gets nowadays. It's, got, it's just got a zipper. It's got some grommets. And, but like see how flimsy it is? Um, yeah, that's, I, I'm an old school hide guy and I've tried bags like that before. And that's one of the things that's hard yeah. for me is there's not a lot of structure to exactly to hold on to. Um, and then, uh, meanwhile, my solo bagpipe, I've got the Canmore something or other. And, uh, needless to say, are you telling me it's not like what, it's not like a artisan sheepskin. I, I assumed you'd have like some tailor cut. You yeah. know, I might. sheep that was corn-fed kind of thing. Um, yeah, like a gra grass-fed, corn-raised uh, sheepskin bag or something. Something uh, like that, yeah. So for the solos, I mean, that's a long story, which we can talk about some other time. Uh, but, you know, uh, most high-level soloists nowadays are not on, this, on a strictly high bag uh, to accommodate all the moisture control that the high-level soloists are generally employing mm. at this point. But anyway... But that Canmore bag would be pretty good for a beginner because it's much more rigid than this. Um, mm -hmm. Weirdly, like the non-rigid bag gives me kind of like this cool nostalgic feeling of like, you know, days gone by, which is kind of bizarre. Sorry, I'm very like out there today. I'll try and stay out. Is I'll that kind of what you line. started on though? No, no that's, that's interesting too. It, no, not, I, would, huh? I started on a hide bag. Yeah. yeah. A kangaroo skin bag. <laughs> what I started on. It's like they just took a kangaroo womb, like they just took I don't the pouch know. and just like. <laughs> I mean, like you know, to all, all the kangaroo lovers out there, it was like a fifty-year-old bag. So at the time they made the bag, you know, we were not as far along. You know, now we just now we just <laughs> that's almost. I've I've never even heard of kangaroo hide yeah. being used for anything. Yeah, kind of like a they fun, used them for bags, fun yeah. anecdote. And that bag worked for a while. Yeah. I think I played that for a year or two before. Uh, I think when I joined Oren Moore Pipe Band. Back then, a fledgling grade three band. I think when I joined that band, I finally just got a sheepskin bag. But that would have been maybe two or three years in. But I digress. Hmm. I, I think that beginners should start on a synthetic bag as rigid as reasonably possible. Okay, so not like the cheap, yeah. the, not the cheapest model uh, that you can get. It might be a little more expensive than that. A nice rigid synthetic bag. And why do I think that? Well, it's because of the cost benefit analysis of the situation. Right, like what we what do we want from a beginner? We want a beginner to establish great maintenance habits, great posture, great basic steady blowing, you know, good basic starts and stops, 
right? We're not talking about stopping on a dime. We're just talking about like, you know, the idea that you've got a budget, how much air you need to get to the end of the set and then like be able to get to the end and cut it off cleanly. I don't know. I'm, I'm just yeah. listing off. I'm just listing off a few things. We want to learn about drone read calibration, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, and especially adult learners where you might not actually get around to playing every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and there's just things that you're adding on to that. So every time you have to stop and re-season your pipes or even stop and, and like deeply think about whether or not your bag is adequately holding air, all of these questions, every time you have to stop and do that, you are sort of distracting, you're, you're taking bandwidth away from what, you know, the things that really matter at that stage of the game. Uh, by the time you're an intermediate, yeah. by the time you're an intermediate, I would still absolutely recommend hide a hide bag. Yeah, by the time mm-hmm. you're an intermediate. But uh, but anyway, the original question was, uh, what do you do to keep it airtight? Well, it depends on whether you're playing synthetic or hide, is sort of the answer yeah. at the end of the day. Um, and a synthetic bag, you really can't do a whole lot. Um, you can cork it up. You can cork it up and make sure it's still holding air. Uh, you can lubricate mm-hmm. the zipper if you find a little bit of air is leaking out of the zipper. Um, you could retie the chanter stock, but then at that point, if the bag is leaking, um, you're kind of in trouble and a significant leak. The, the next step is rapid induct tape, I think. Uh, well, no, the I mean, official next step. No, rapid <laughs> duct tape isn't going to do anything. You know, you could try repairing it with like some, some, but like usually. At that point, you can no longer trust the bag and it's just time to buy a new one. You know, that's, yeah. and, and again, it's a cost benefit thing, right? You can wrap it in duct tape, but when is that going to fail on you? You're going to go, you're going to go the first warm day of the year, you're going to go out and that tape is going to, the goo is going <laughs> to start to melt and then it's going to ruin a performance and you're going to learn the hard way that duct tape really isn't the solution you're looking for. Same with the tire patch kit and whatever. You know, and you're going to learn that, okay, once a synthetic bag goes, it's basically gone. Now, meanwhile, with a hide bag, you know, good seasoning practices should allow it, uh, should allow it to last a really long time. I feel like a hide bag, it doesn't have any zippers. It doesn't have any failure Mm -hmm. points like grommets. It doesn't have much glue involved. Um, And usually good seasoning habits um, will help that hide bag continue to hold air for as long as the lifespan of the bag. Like usually a hide bag doesn't, usually, not always, a hide bag doesn't die on you because it doesn't hold air anymore. It just dies on you because it gets kind of soggy and gross. And uh, usually, yucky. yeah, yeah uh, not always. Like a, a sheepskin bag, especially, you know, um, if you're not lucky, a sheepskin bag can develop rot spots and then air can start to leak through that those rot spots. But um I think there's probably a reason that, uh, you know, great pipers have used hide bags for so long. And I do believe, I could be wrong, but I believe the absolute top solo players would prefer to play hide as well, except for if their drones get even slightly moist by the end of a performance, that usually means the difference between winning a top prize and not getting anything at all. So, uh, so compromises have to be made, ironically, at the high levels. Hmm. Yeah, that is funny how it like goes from some some things like moisture control and stuff like that. I think the the sort of like lifespan of a piper kind of goes from use those things to don't use those things to use those things again. 
an interesting way. Um, yes and no. Hopefully, uh, and anyone who's being taught properly, in this man's opinion, internet, feel free to disagree at your peril. In this man's opinion, <laughs> comments, moist- comments, yeah, yeah. moisture control, uh, especially moisture control systems, right, doesn't belong at any point in the beginning process, right? Like before we learn how fancy gadgets. Before we learn about fancy bagpipe gadgets, let's just learn about the bagpipe for a while, right? Yeah. You know, like, oh, I need yeah, this well, moisture that's, control. That's exactly... I need this moisture control so my drone reads don't get wet. Whoa, time out. My drone reads don't get wet when I play without anything in there. So why are yours getting wet? Like, that's the thing I want you to learn about first, right? Oh, it's like mm-hmm. after I play for two hours, my drone reads start to get wet. Well, yeah. After you play for two hours with moisture control, your drone reads might get wet too. And, and, like, and maybe not, but if not, why not? And those are the things we kind of want to learn about and talk about, right? It's like there are things going on. There are variables that we need to think about and understand as bagpipers to manage our instrument, whether or not we use fancy gadgets. So uh, we want to start without using it. It's like you wouldn't learn to fly an airplane. You wouldn't learn to fly an airplane in a Boeing 777, Right. You would use yeah, you would use the not. simplest you would use the simplest viable airplane to teach you the important fundamentals first, and then you would go on to the Boeing. Probably quite yeah. probably quite a ways down the line. Right. Uh, anyway, yeah. I digress. What are we even talking about? This has been a strange I think, conversation. I think we had a that's a pretty pretty solid talk about uh, bags there. That's that's not yeah. That's not well, bad. let's not quit just yet. I ha- I have my uh, my teaching bag here. Um, let me get it corked up and just like like the basics, right? How do we make sure this thing is airtight? All right, the first thing I'll do is I'll put a cork very tightly in all of the stocks, with the exception of obviously the blowpipe stock. And then I'm just going to blow it up and make sure that no air is leaking out. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do, if you're wondering what that sound is. Right. right. For, so, for our listeners at home, Andrew is now blowing up his bag. Right. So now uh, I've blown it up. It's not totally full yet, so I'm just going to go for it. Put as much air just in it, it as I can. taking it to maximum pressure. Yeah, maximum pressure. And uh, I'm just going to make sure that it holds air. Uh, and it continues to hold air for a long time. How can you tell no air has yeah. escaped? Right? How, you, how can you tell no air is escaping? Well, in 30 seconds or so, if I try to put more air in the bagpipe, I'm not going to be able to. Right? That's how you tell whether or not it's leaked. Um, and then, of course, if there's any sound, you can check that as well. Right. You, you can see this bag is uh, really actually quite nice. Yeah, that's a that's a tight looking bag right there. So, yeah, it's not do you ever anywhere. blow it up like that and then set it off to the side and come back like ten minutes later just to see, or is that not really a useful test? Um, it's fun. It's fun to do, especially yeah. when you come back. It and can it's make still you feel really good, good, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, but it's yeah. not necessary. Thirty seconds is good, right? Like how long? Mm. How long do we have in between breaths uh, when we play the bagpipes? I mean, we have what three or four seconds, maybe maximum. In between right. breaths. So like, you know, if you go 30 and you literally can't get any more air in the bag after 30 seconds, and by literally, I mean the literal sense of the word literally, right? Like we literally, literally can't get literally. any in. Yeah. If we, if we can get any air in there, that means there's slight leakage and uh, every iota molecule of air that isn't, 
that leaks out of the bag without going through the reeds, that's wasted effort, right? That's going to make you play I appreciate worse. the use of the word iota. Every jot yeah. and tittle of, of, yeah. of effort, you might say. Right, you're not kidding. So anyway, this guy's still holding air. Can I get any air in? No, I can get no additional air in from 30 seconds ago. Like, sweet. Right? Yeah. It's, it's too bad this is one of those super... Uh, super economical flimsy bags because, man, it holds air real nice. Just a couple of thoughts, mm -hmm. however. One thing to think about, I was, talk I was telling this, uh, talking about this with students at our class the other day. When this bag is not fully inflated and partially inflated like this, mm -hmm. if, I don't know if you can hear this. So, right, I was just going to say, now Andrew has the bag like partially deflated, still under his armpit. And it's not fully, maximally, 100% inflated, and it's, it's a little we bit... We do hear that. You can, can you hear how it's leaking at a lower pressure? Yeah, and yeah. that's coming from the blowpipe, for people listening. Yeah, it's uh, like, the, like, as in from the top of the blowpipe where your mouth would go. It's not a leaking yeah. joint. Like, and the bottom line, in this case, it's not hard to deduce that the flapper valve uh, is, you know, is leaking air back through uh, when we're not mm -hmm. at full pressure. So my point is, even though this bag when I blow it up absolutely as high as it can possibly be blown, even though it's quote unquote perfectly airtight, in the real world, we might, we might find that this bagpipe is not efficient because let's say you're playing an easy read and the bagpipe isn't required to be at that super high pressure when it's operational, um, we might actually be getting that backflow through, through the blowpipe valve. So even though my initial test results were good here, in, uh, in, uh, upon further investigation, I actually caught something that's leaking air. So we would need to do something to fix that flapper valve so that even at that lower pressure, it's not hissing air back at us. Um, another sneaky one you, would be, uh, another sneaky one oh along the same lines would be the stocks. So when you do mm -hmm. have the bag all blown up really tight, um, it would be a good thing to just move the stocks around uh, like, you know, uh, flex them in different directions and make sure that there's not a crack in any of the grommets or, you know, like something when they're flexed, uh, like when the stocks flex, it, flex in a different direction, making sure that's not leaking either. Uh, because we've seen that kind of like a disconcerting number of times. So like the bag is perfect until you mess with the stocks and then it like le leaks air really bad. And that's realistic, right? Once you put the drones on with the drone cords, you know, the shape of the drones, right. the shape of the drones can pull those stocks. So, uh, uh, so even though your it bag often pulls the base and outside tenor in yeah. toward the middle tenor, right? So, so blowing up your bag really tight and making sure it holds air, like, you know, that, that should make you 96% certain you're good. But then there's like these little sneaky things and the common sense rule always has to apply when we do these tests. Uh, but, but that's the basic thought process anyway. Uh, that I would employ surrounding what bag you should play and how to make sure it's airtight. Uh, I, I know that was, it was a discombobulated conversation, but hopefully folks could get a little bit of, glean a little bit of insight from that. That'll provide, uh, provide uh, entertainment. It's solid content. Did, did, I don't remember if I mentioned to you before, Andrew, and this is, this is off air, that uh, I, I, I do play on a Ganaway Hyde bag. Do, yeah. do you want to guess how old my bag might be? And it's super airtight. It's a great bag. Yeah. Well, I mean, you live in a good climate for bags as well. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, 10 years. I, it, 
Wow. It was used when I got it, and I have had it for 19 years. Wow, nice. Yeah, Ganaway bags Killer, are good. Killer, right? It's probably time for a change. Yeah, dude. But is it a Ganaway with I'm a... I'm riding this one all the way. <laughs> I'm willing to bet it doesn't have grommets or a zipper. That's right. No, it is just, just the hide. Yeah. No grommets. That's yeah, right. Yeah, so... Um, and then... Um, Old school. Uh, Ganaway with no grommets would be my prescription for most intermediates. Ganaway mm. with no grommets and no zi- preferably no zipper, right? Because th- yeah. those are failure points and they do, you know, not right away, but eventually those things do tend to fail on us and then, then you're kind of screwed where if you just give it a good tie-in um, and then you don't have any of the fancy gadgets, you're going to get a great sound, you're going to get a great hide bag experience. For a lower cost than other hide bags, I think generally that's still true. And then, um, and then the lifespan of those can last a really long time, which is neat. Yeah. And you get the better harmonic um, response. You get better harmonic response without the grommets. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo. And I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. Thank you.